Here at Kajabi, we are known for one thing, helping everyday people like you build successful businesses online. With our simple all-in-one platform, we've paved the way for over 100,000 people to create 300,000 products and collectively earn over $3.9 billion in revenue. And we've created the Kajabi Edge podcast to inspire, educate, and empower you to do the same. So unlike other podcasts that highlight the glory stories of today's most successful entrepreneurs, we're bringing you the real stories from real people who have created real success to give you the online business edge you need to succeed in today's digital marketplace. So if you're someone who's looking to start an online business, allow us to be the first to welcome you home to the Kajabi family. everyone and welcome to the Kajabi Edge podcast where we talk to real entrepreneurs to give you the online business edge you need to succeed on Kajabi. I'm your host Jared Lohman, Vice President of Customer Experience and today we're joined by Carla Sampson, founder of Fem Genius Academy. How's it going today, Carla? I'm absolutely fantastic. How's it going for you, Jared? <laughs> it is going wonderful here and glad to be speaking with you. Uh, I think this is our first encounter. You've been a customer since 2020 as we were just briefly chatting about and here we are through Three years later, I think actually, because uh, it was April, like almost officially, yeah, yeah. almost to the day. I'm coming um, up to my, my Kajabi anniversary. <laughs> I know. How exciting. Well, yeah. uh, in usual format, uh, just give us your elevator pitch on who you are and what you do. All right. Hello, Kajabi fam. My name is Carla Sampson, and uh, I am the founder of an online women's empowerment and business um, school called the Fem Genius Academy. And we serve uh, female founders, women in business, female entrepreneurs, specifically uh, in designing, defining, refining, um, the expression of you and who you are and the soul of your business and the soul of your company to design a really beautiful brand that is the, uh, the mirror, the mirror image of who you are, what you stand for, your expression in the world, your fullest expression in the world. Uh, and that's what I really stand for. I stand for full expression. I stand for us as individuals understanding that there's so much more to business, that there's uh, a soul in business, that there's a heart in business. And so I like to say that I like to bring the, the feminine energetics back into business, which is really, you know, remembering our embodiment and remembering our human connection and remembering our generosity and, um, and and so that's why I really stand with women and I stand for women to rise into business and uh, and to be incredible wealth creators, to be incredible entrepreneurs, to be just incredible as women in business. And, and I believe that as women in business, we have this beautiful opportunity to, to do it in a little bit of a different way than it has been done before. Um, that means taking pauses. We're cyclical beings. And so I really... That's who I am. That's what I stand for. I also like to say that I'm a very multidimensional creature. I have so many different ways that I play in the world. I'm a, a performance artist. I'm a music producer, dancer, and a ceremonialist. And so I bring all of these pieces as my fullest expression into um, into Femme Genius as well. Wow. And that's something I just in general, like the... I think it's a philosophy we need a lot more of in this world. And I don't say that because it's like a cool thing to say. Like, I genuinely believe it from the bottom of my heart. Um, okay. I, I, I wish there was more of it, even though I'm not helping because I'm in business and I'm not <laughs> female. But the reality, though, is and this is my own perspective on it, is that even though you're not a female, each and every one of us has both masculine and feminine qualities. Right. And I'm not saying like necessarily the polarity of like our masculine and feminine roles. Um, but we all have ways that we can learn from, uh, the masculine and the feminine, right? I feel like women we've, as women, we've been learning, you know, how to run businesses as kind of this in this very kind of masculine paradigm. And I also feel like there's a way to, uh, to find, a softening, even for men, right? To find like a softening in business and find a way of like being embodied and being expressive. And those are more feminine qualities, but I believe that each and every one of us has both the masculine and the feminine expression in us and that we can both, we can all learn from, from the both and, right? 
Yes, I love that. I love that. Well, uh, let's just get down into your story. Tell us how you ended up here. What were you doing before? Um, I know you mentioned music producer, dancer. Was that your career or where did you get started? <sighs> As I mentioned, I'm a very what I call multidimensional creature. And um, uh, my story actually starts back in 2010 when I found out that I had chronic Lyme disease. And I had actually been living with chronic Lyme for uh, about 10 years and didn't really know it. Just my, my symptoms kept getting worse and worse. And so when I found out, it was already in its chronic form, which meant I was already... Um, uh, Lyme disease manifests in a lot of different ways, but I was, I was depressed. I was anxious. I had basically become a recluse, um, stopped hanging out with my friends. I was, you know, a senior in my college year of, of college. Um, and because I had been feeling so bad, I had started, um, studying in college, exercise physiology, kinesiology, and holistic health. That's kind of the path that I started on. And so for 10 years of my life, I dedicated my full career into the health and wellness path. Um, not only for others, which I was, you know, I went in to become a health and wellness expert and, and a personal trainer and working with a lot of different, different modalities in nutrition. And so I started personal health coaching pretty quickly, but I did it more so for myself. <laughs> right. And, um, long story short, I was able to heal myself completely of this chronic Lyme disease, which a lot of people will, a lot of doctors will say that it's totally uh, irreversible. You can't heal from that. And I can sit here before you and say that as far as I'm concerned, I'm a hundred percent healed. Uh, and I did that through my own practice and through my own learning, and then was able to, you know, hold space for others in their, in their healing journey and their journey to towards health and wellness. And once I healed myself, you know, it was, it was really a journey of all of the things, mindset, a journey of coming into like understanding energetics. And there's a, like the deeper energetics behind systems. And it really gave me this beautiful perspective that we are infinite beings in this beautiful, wide open, limitless universe. And that if I could heal myself of Lyme disease, what else could I do on this planet? <laughs> And so I took, you know, this, this 10 year battle of, of challenge. And once I was feeling better, I just decided that I wanted to give all of myself to life, right? Like a lot of life had been taken away from me and I wanted to just see what potential was available for me from there. And so, you know, continued to explore and just ask life, like, show me the way, show me what else I'm what else is available for me in life and show me how I can live my life to the fullest potentiality that life is available for me. Um, that brought me to music that brought me to dancing that brought me to fully expressing myself that brought me to starting to fully express myself on the internet with words and content. And, um, and from there I started attracting a new audience, a new style of audience, not just a health and wellness style of audience, but, uh, an audience that was curious about the expression that I was bringing onto the internet and the way that I was fully expressing myself. And, uh, and they started asking questions and I started leaning into answering those questions. And, uh, long story short, this is how I built some genius is I just started answering people's questions about how to fully express ourselves on the internet. And, you know, now Femme Genius is really, um, has niched into personal branding, um, on the internet. And that's only because of just my own exploration into, into who I was and what my fullest potential could be as a, as an entrepreneur and a business owner. I love how, how organic that, that path at least seems to be as you express it. Uh, one of the things that is so crucial uh, in starting any type of online business is, of course, the audience component. And I feel like we just like barely scraped over the surface there. So maybe you could share a little bit more about uh, just the whole audience building journey. And when you started, would you say that this was intentional? Were you building? Were you building to sell eventually? Or did this just all happen as organic as maybe it came across at first? <laughs> it all started really organically, I would say. Um, I, I knew that I wanted to share on the internet. Like that was a real, that was just like, Oh, there's a platform for me. It's called social media. I know that there's an expression of me that has been through a lot that actually has a lot to share. 
And so I wanted to share and I just wanted a platform to share basically. And so I decided to do something that was a little crazy and I don't necessarily recommend this particular path because I really truly believe that if you're an entrepreneur getting started, um, that you're going to find your own path and it's going to be the path that's the most exciting one for you. And it's going to be the path that's like that turns you on the most that makes you feel like, you know, this stretches me, but it's also something that I could definitely see myself doing. And I believe truly that every entrepreneur needs to find their own <laughs> unique path that is the most fun and most exciting for you. Cause the really, the journey of entrepreneurship is it's not always easy. So as if you can, make it fun. That's the best way to do it. (laughs) So I just have always kept leaning into like, what's fun for me? What, uh, what turns on like the light inside of me? What like gets me inspired? Um, and so for me, I decided I was going to do a 365 day Facebook live (laughs) journey and, and put my face on a screen every single day live for the world to see on my personal Facebook page um, and just share for an entire year, for an entire 365 days. And I will say that I am a very intentional person. And I do believe that actually that is a huge component of being an early entrepreneur um, is that a lot of be- a lot of beautiful things will happen along your journey. But the more intentional you can be about what it is that you want to create, the more it will be created for you. That's my belief anyway. And, um, and so I wasn't, I did know that I wanted to build an audience and I did know that I wanted to build it around self-expression and being the fullest potential that we could be. And so I had intention, right? Was I fully dedicated at the beginning to it for it to be like this big entrepreneurial adventure where I would then be teaching entrepreneurs? I don't think I necessarily a hundred percent knew that it definitely evolved. Uh, I didn't know that I was going to niche myself so deeply into branding, that was a very, very unique and very natural evolution that happened. Uh, I believe on the entrepreneurial journey, the more intentional we can be, but also open, right? Like open to how something wants to evolve. Um, And so for me, that's how I got started. Um, Has it always been easy. No, 365 days of Facebook live was not easy (laughs) and it was hard, but it built an amazing audience of women that, you know, really trusted me because I showed up every single day and, and gained trust. And that was when, you know, it ended up becoming, um, a lot easier to start to then make sales eventually, because I had given so much of my life force and my energy to just build trust without putting any sale on the back end of that. Very, very cool. I, I'm, I'm, I definitely want to explore more on how you uh, found your niche and, and but I, I feel like that comes a little bit later. Um, because I'm still interested more, like on several things. One, like I think like. 365 days of on video like part of me says like that's what I would need in order to do it but like what did you talk about that for 365 days I imagine you must have had to have some days to where it was just like well that was a complete waste of time I don't know like that that's how I would be if I did it for sure yeah you know it's amazing what happens in our lives when we have a commitment like that because what started to happen for me was that I would go throughout my day living very presently in my day, but also consistently inquiring and being curious with myself as to what were the lessons that I was learning daily. Right. And, and actually, so that was a part of it. But then another part of it was not needing to show up perfect and not needing to show up with some kind of big revelation or not needing to show up with some kind of big teaching that everyone that would change the world, right? It's like, it really, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, especially early in the game, struggle with perfectionism and struggle with like, hey, it's got to be perfect or else I can't show up. And that creates inaction, right? It's called, it's like the analysis paralysis. Like I'm going to, I'm going to think about it so much and I'm going to think about it so much that I'm probably not even going to do it. So that for me was like one of the greatest parts of that journey was just choosing to not have it need to be perfect. And actually there were days when I showed up in my pajamas and there were days when I like showed up and my neck had gone out and I couldn't even stand up. Right. Like it was just like really just, it was an air of documenting my life with days that I would have particular teachings that I would bring 
And with days that were really professional and thought through and and like ready to go and hour long chats. And there were days when I would just jump on for five minutes and just to have the integrity of, of showing up. So it was really about just releasing the need for perfection and releasing the need for over an an analysis and just allowing for, uh, for me to trust myself fully as, um, as someone that, that had something to share with the world. It's amazing how much I think it almost becomes an exercise for you, even more so than your audience. It's like, it teaches you to go through the steps necessary to learn the lessons that you need to learn in order to be the person that you ultimately become as a result of that journey. Um, I am interested uh, in uh, when did this actually become uh, a true like you you realized this was a business this is something that I'm going to try to monetize did it come in the middle of that journey did it come much later where did that happen I would say so I'd say it was about kind of like the er- it was the early stages of starting to share consistently online now I will say that I did already have a business when I was sharing online. It was not necessarily exactly what I was sharing online about. I actually owned and ran um, a yoga studio. I was the founder of a, the yoga studio, Align Divine Yoga, and um, and it was really the path of you know health and wellness, sacred embodiment, yoga, meditation, and bringing in a lot of the practices that I had learned in my healing journey. So I already was running a business. So I already had an idea that I loved running a business. So I will say in that context, that when I started sharing online, there was an intention behind me of, I desire a more freedom-based lifestyle. And I actually have an, I actually have a feeling that if I can do what I do in a yoga studio and actually bring that into an online space, that I could probably build a pretty wonderful freedom-based lifestyle for myself. So it was actually in that year that I was doing that Facebook live journey that I was transitioning out of my yoga studio and transitioning into the online space. So So although it happened really organically and I knew that I wanted a platform, I also knew that I could build a business. Uh, Did I feel like I was in a rush to build a business? No, I didn't feel like I was rushed to build because I felt like I wanted to like just really bring my voice to this platform. Um, And from there, started building a business. So I would say about a year... uh, Yeah, about a year into that journey... After the 365 days, that's when I got I got savvy on systems. <laughs> I'll say that. I started to get savvy on systems because I realized that in order to to really create a, a business that was going to be sustainable in the online space, it was going to be less about me showing up every day on my on Facebook Live and more about me creating systems. And so as I was doing this Facebook Live journey, I was starting to I would say about six or seven months in, I started to offer online courses. And those online courses uh, were about female empowerment, um, manifestation, and I was doing them 100% live. So just like I was doing Facebook Lives on my Facebook wall, I was doing courses that were 100% over me just sharing my face on Facebook Lives in the side of a Facebook group. Um, It was a year into that that I decided that that was not going to be sustainable (laughs) because it was a lot of energy and it was a lot of my time and it was a lot of showing up um, consistently live, right? And so that's when I started to get curious about, could there be another way to actually like teach in the way that I want to be teaching? And so that's when I found Kajabi. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I can't wait to to hear more about that. I feel like I'm not yet done with understanding the journey to this point yet. First of all, like one of the things that stands out to me, like just a little bit of inside baseball for all of our listeners, like as as we crafted, this is now two years ago that we crafted the initial kind of story arc around this 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 very show. Um, we always talk about taking a big leap into entrepreneurship, and one of the really interesting factors that I've noticed. Um, once once again proves to be true with your story is that very rarely is it actually just the big leap. Now, occasionally you do hear about the person who's like, I quit my job. I walked out through my, you know, slammed my boss's door and I started my business. But like the reality of it is, I think more often than not, these these 
these processes really do happen organically. Like you really grow into uh, a business. So I've, any thoughts on that? I'm just curious before I transition off. You know, I've seen it in, you know, I, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, right? Like that's who I serve. And um, so I see it in a few different ways. I see on one side of the coin that it's like a, oh, of course, this is going to be my path and this is where I'm going to go. And then there's the other side of the coin, which is like everything I've ever known is what society has created for me, which is basically the outline of you go to school, you go to college, you get a job and and you, you know, and we all know the scenario. We all know the story. Uh, and I think it's a book. It's like it's and then, of course, it's not black and white. There's gray areas. I have, you know, clients that have just taken that big giant leap and have decided, okay, I'm going to need to quit my job now. And then there are those that that just kind of flow into it. And I think it, this is what I imagine. And I, you know, I'm always open to have to having debates on this. But I really imagine that it's like how kind of available we are for risk. Because the journey of the entrepreneur is a journey of daily risk taking. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's either a like whether you're building out another funnel, right? You're or another growth engine, like you're taking a risk. You don't know if this particular funnel, like you obviously will do some testing, but you don't know if this funnel is going to work, right? And same goes with like if you decide to quit your job. Like there's massive risk involved with quitting our jobs and going for, going for our dreams. And, or if we're going to be selling a new, new online course, right? There's risk involved in that. Or if you're going to be, you know, building a new online product or whatever it is that you're doing, like there's risk involved in every single step of the entrepreneurial journey. <laughs> so I think Definitely. that for those of us who are like willing to kind of just be in the trustful of life <laughs> and be like, okay, like I'm going to actually trust that my intuition can guide me and that yes, there's risk involved, but why would I be intuitively guided to this unless it was made for me? Right. So it's like, I think that uh, like the entrepreneur that is an entrepreneur for life is the one that's like really willing to show up to the fa in the face of risk and, and be able to be and be okay with that and to continue to show up no matter what. It's not easy all the time. And I'll continue to say that, right. It's, it's a journey. Um, so as much as like my story might sound like, oh, it was all just fun and, and play and like show and showing up is easy and organic. It's like, it takes a lot, it takes a lot to show up as an entrepreneur. And, um, and so I believe truly that it's like our ability to regulate risk. Yeah, so true. And just another layer on that is, is sometimes uh, I think the most successful entrepreneurs are the ones that, in fact, do just show up no matter what. They're still there, even when the audience may not exist, because for everyone, especially when you're starting, nothing exists. And the people who continue to show up day after day are the ultimately the ones that become successful in this space. <laughs> well, I, I do want to I, I want to hear more about because I, if I were to have just guessed, um, I would have thought, I bet you you went from building your audience into coaching i was wrong um you went straight to a course so uh tell me more about just i'm sorry i left out the piece where yes i was i was coaching I was oh, all I got it right. <laughs> well, <did>. yeah. <laughs> how much did that? How much did that uh, contribute? I guess uh, to the building building out your course. Uh, I, I like how you mentioned that you you did it. You moved from live posting in short form to like maybe a more structured live course. Uh, like when I think about a course, I think about a little bit more structured content. And so, how much did the coaching? How much did your daily post? Did that ultimately feed into what? I guess your course ultimately turned out to be right. So if anybody's listening, you're, you're gonna, and whoever's listening that wants to go from like coaching into building out a course, you, this is the most generic information that I could give you. You're going to hear it from everybody and anybody. It's like you get to a place in your coaching career where you're sort of being asked the same questions. You're sort of supporting people in the same way over and over and over again. And there just comes a time and a place where it's like, where it's, sort of is just this idea of like, oh, it just sort of makes sense for me to, to not have to teach this five times. In fact, I could teach this once to five people, right? Or, or whatever. Um, so that is like the most generic way that I could say like, why you would why, why I started building courses. It's like, 
oh, I'm going through this over and over and over again. I might as well start to build this out. But I don't think it's necessary, honestly, to be a coach in order to teach online courses because what I have found is that what is more important than being a great coach, although that's a really important part if you have a particular coaching section of your online course, what's more important is to be a great teacher and facilitator. Um, and so those are the skills, honestly, that I have found to be the best possible skills to to hone in on when it comes to like building out an online course is, is to actually like because there is a lot that goes into it, building out modules. So I will say that even though I like went from coaching and then like brought people into a Facebook group and it was live and I was doing all live stuff, I still had a structure to how I was, how I was breaking it down. My dad was and is, he's actually um, retiring this year, but he uh, was a professor at the University of Michigan for 44 years, I think. And so I was blessed to be able to grow up watching my dad teach lectures and teach his students and get his students engaged. And uh, I think there's a true art to being able to, to know how to bring a student through a flow um, and to do it in a way that keeps engagement and to do it in a way that supports their journey, keeps them wanting to keep coming back to it. Um, so I do believe that have like even though I'm a beautiful flow artist and have a lot of ways that I like to flow, I also... Um, I understand the importance of like really finding structure. Yes, yes. Undoubtedly, uh, there there is certainly an art to being able to piece together. Uh, I found that, you know, in the world today, we hear all about AI. AI is much more effective at putting together an outline than I am. (laughs) Um, It is certainly not something that comes easy. Um, I'm curious, your perspective, is that something uh, that can be learned and how do you how do you acquire that skill set of actually structuring your content in such a way that people are going to come back for more that's a great question jared and i just want to answer by saying like literally everything and anything can be learned these days because we have the power of the internet yes (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i just google or i youtube it right and now we have tools right right like we have ai like i've already been incorporating ai into basically every piece that i do except for obviously like writing my content or like doing things that a lot like anything that is self-expression i do it myself i don't ai it out <laughs> but if it has to do with like something that's going to serve me in a in a structure in a way yeah of course I use tools right kajabi's a tool it's like we have these tools that help us to accelerate and be able to serve and so there are so many i mean there are so many ways in order to keep an audience engaged. What I will say, and this is what I found to be the, some of the greatest um, understanding that I have had in my... And literally get this, Jared, I have like... I've built out, I think, 20, 20 online courses now. And that, you know, I started my business four years ago. So <laughs> I've like been on a... I've been on a mission and on a journey and I've had, you know, and they've all been relatively successful. And so... What I have found over the years is that if you're going to be a building out an online course and you want to become a really great teacher really fast, teach to the four different learning styles. There's the auditory learning style, which is about getting people engaged through words and listening and hearing, right? There's the visual in engagement style and learning style, which is having... I like to be build out like beautifully branded slides and have pictures on them and have like things that actually engage people visually. So when I'm teaching something, I teach with both my words and with visuals. Um, Kinesthetic learners. There are people that actually need to like move around. And this is something that is so not honored in our school systems. Uh, In fact, one of my my nicknames when I was growing up was Wiggles. <laughs> I could never sit still in class and I'd get in trouble all the time. And I now know that every, I want to say five to 10, no, I want to say probably like 10 to 20 minutes, I'll actually have people either take deep breaths in and out or move their bodies, you know, wiggle around a little bit. I'll uh, sometimes put on a song and have a stand up and shake it, shake it out, dance it out a little bit. Um, but another great way too, and this goes with the final learning style, which is actually the written learning style, right? You know, those people that need to write everything down to be able to retain the information. 
um, is that I actually, and this is both the written learning style and the kinesthetic learning style, I actually have people type into the chat uh, to repeat things that I have said. So I'll actually invite people like anything that you hear that really lands for you, that's something you want to integrate from this lesson, type it back into the chat. And that's actually a really fun way because when they type it back into the chat, then those who are visual learners get to reread it, right? So it's actually like a really cool way to reciprocate and get everybody learning together. Um, so I think that's probably the the best way that I could say to like, if you want to lean into being a great teacher, uh, learn how to engage all different learning styles. Cause if you're just doing audio, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna look, you're gonna lose the visual learners. Right. And if you're just doing visuals, you're gonna learn the, you're gonna, yeah. So you know where I'm going with this. But yes. Yeah. Yes. I love it. And I, I, I don't even, I, I don't know that I ever would have thought about it in this, this way, the way you've articulated it so well. But one of the things that I've just naturally gravitated towards, like when I have, we have big long meetings at the office, like I'll usually, I'll say, let's pause for a seven, seventh inning stretch type situation, because like there's undoubtedly, I, I, I'm feeling it. Like <laughs> I need to take a moment just to like not engage, uh, you know, <laughs> move around, you know? Totally. Yeah. That's amazing that you do that intuitively. And, and a lot of us do teach pretty intuitively, right? We can trust that we each have a different way of teaching and that's beautiful and unique to each of us. But, um, but yeah, I think like knowing that there are more, yeah, knowing that there are more types of learners than just one particular type of learner. Cause I think online learning, I feel, I really do. I read, you know, the study the other day that it said, I think only 4% of people actually finish online courses. And I think that like, that's something that uh, I know that I'm addressing inside of my courses. And I know that, you know, a lot of people are addressing because it's like, how do, and I'm sure like, you know, you guys at Kajabi as a, as a learning company, it's like always asking the question, like, how do we do our best to get that next level of engagement and that next level of learning so that people are actually walking away with the result? Yes, yes. Well, I'll take us back to where we were just a few moments ago. I definitely want to hear uh, when you found Kajabi, first, like how you found it, like how to, because, like, you know, a lot of people, unfortunately, it's not necessarily like so well known that it's just, it's not the, it's not the in-house brand that I think like you would think of like pulling out a tissue or something. <laughs> so like, I want to know how you found it and like, and why you landed on Kajabi. It's surprising to me that the world doesn't know about Kajabi. And if, if they don't yet, they will. And I know that this is not meant to be a, a Kajabi plug podcast. And I just want to say like, <laughs> I honored Jared told me beforehand, he's like, we don't need to plug to Kajabi here. Like you don't need to. I'm like, I'm probably going to anyway. I just, I can't not. And I really literally, you know, I'm a brand girl. I talk about brands all day long now. I'm like constantly speaking about brands. How did I find... And, and so finishing that sentence, it's basically like, I only talk about brands that I love. And Kajabi is a brand that I actually really, really love. How did I find it? I don't really necessarily remember. I think maybe a friend or a colleague maybe recommended it to me because I started asking the questions like, I can't do live courses so much anymore, right? I was running like five different live courses back to back to back to back to back. I'm like, I need a, I need a better system. I still wanted to include a live element in every one of my courses, but it didn't make sense necessarily for me to be teaching the same thing over and over and over again, right? I was like, I need a place to actually take this content and put it into a place that it can live forever. <laughs> and then I can offer live components on top of that. And so I think that that's kind of how I found it was I was just, I was doing my darndest to find a solution that was going to be of the greatest service to me. What I found about Kajabi right away was like, I literally, this is hilarious. I literally cried the first time that I was in the back end of Kajabi because I, it's so funny because I'd been working, you know, I'd been working with WordPress and then having to integrate MailChimp into WordPress and having to do all these different integrations. So like, and then I was trying to put my online courses into WordPress, which was just like a big freaking headache. And it was so crazy. And when I found Kajabi and I saw the back end of it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to save me so much of my life and my time. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I can do everything that I want to do here. And, um, and so I know I'm not supposed to plug so hard, but I'm like, I can't help myself. <laughs> I 
literally tell all of my clients about it. Uh, and I literally like, I just can't not talk about it because it's just been like literally the greatest lifesaver for my business. And I will say that I, I literally 17 times my business income after coming into Kajabi, like 17 times, like, so it was a massive up level for me just because then I could put more of my time and attention actually into my clients instead of into me constantly being in the teaching role. Right. So that was really a cool, it was a really cool solution for me. And then it upgraded the professionality of my business because then I could send emails and invoices. You know, it's just, it's been a game changer. And I could go on and on and on, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah, I, I just love understanding. And uh, always wonderful to hear hear the positive feedback. I, I I really just love understanding like where that pain point comes in to where you like realize the need. Uh, I'm always interested in learning more on what what that driver is. But I actually do want to rope this back in or rally it back into you and your story earlier. You mentioned um, niching down um, into brand focus. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you ultimately? found your niche? What was the driver that caused you to focus in on that or any other details that uh, would help us understand more? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So uh, as I said, I started building out courses and I first and foremost built out my first course. It was called Artificial Intelligence, like artificial intelligence, but heart official intelligence. And that was a course really about women's empowerment, um, self-expression, uh, really coming back to the heart, leading from the heart. Uh, from there, I, I really organically developed another course called Sensual Success Strategy. And Sensual Success Strategy was for women to be fully expressed as the sensual, expressive, creative beings that we are in our businesses. Uh, so it's a, it's a course really about how we express ourselves through social media platforms and really come forward as the fullest expression of ourselves as women. And, um, you know, so I had those two courses and I would run those two courses back to back. And then, of course, I have women graduating from both of those courses and asking the question like, well, what's next? And, you know, so I had to hit the drawing board and be like, well, what was my journey? Right. And I think you'll hear a lot of people who build online courses will actually, you know, take parts of their learning journey and bring that into the, to the learning experience. And for me, it was like, okay, well, what was my next, like after I got onto social media, I was sharing myself really fully starting to build my business through social media. What was the next piece for me? And it was like, oh, it was defining myself in the marketplace and defining my, my business's values and defining my business's, um, what I like to call the essence expression or the essence extraction, where it's like, how do I extract who I am? Which I believe that your brand is your essence. I believe it's who you are, the core essence of who you are. And then I believe that your branding is the physical representation of who you are. And so for me, you know, I, when I think about who I am, it's like, there are certain, there are certain qualities about me. And if we were to hang out, you'd probably feel them. Right. Uh, and then it's the question of like, okay, well, how do I actually create a walking, living, breathing representation of who I am on the internet. <laughs> and that's where my, my core signature soul brand was, uh, was what I like to say birthed or came to life. I uh, was walking women through a process of getting to know themselves so deeply from the inside out. And then through that process of understanding who we are and how we want people, how we desire for people to feel in our presence uh, through the portal of our businesses, then how do we actually find the colors, the textures, the flavors, the aesthetics, the fonts, the logos? Like, how do we actually design a brand not based on our minds and not based on this idea of like what's popular in the marketplace, but actually create a brand based on? who we are as a soul, as an expression, as a fully expressed being. Um, and so that's where Signature Soul Brand came to, to life. And I knew almost right away that Signature Soul Brand was going to be a course that I would continue to nurture and nourish because of the response that I got from that course. It was, uh, it's been by far my, you know, my best selling course as to this, as to this day. Um, because it's a really unique, like very unique way of, uh, of doing branding and creating a business that 
is designed around a brand is like creating a body that's designed around a heart, right? Like we almost can't have our bodies without a pumping, beating heartbeat. And that's what I really believe a brand truly is to a company when you do branding in the way that I'm speaking about it of designing. And it doesn't, it's not just for personal branding. It's also for Uh, product branding and for company branding, that there's a way that we can actually develop a brand that it becomes so cohesive, like a blood, like the blood pumping out of a heart. It's so vital, all of that blood to each and every vital organ. It's so vital for the body. It's the same for a brand. It's like once you get a well pumping brand, like a brand that actually is cohesive it really does pump out to every single area of a company to each member of the team. And the team actually gets to start to embody the brand itself. And that's where cohesion, cohesiveness, it all starts with the soul of the business, right? The heart of the business. And so I believe that I teach, you know, I'm a little biased, but I believe I teach branding very differently than anybody else that I've ever met. Um, And it was just like this deep revelation of like, people are hungry for this. Like people are hungry for bringing soul and heart back into business. And that's what I really uh, decided that I was, I stood for is actually bringing soul and heart back into into business. And that's what I decided to stand for from here on out. And that's why I have niched into brands because I, I really believe that once they're done in a way that is holistic and uh, deeply supportive to the CEO, founder, leader, or whoever is running that company, if it's really supportive to them, then it's going to be supportive to the entire ecosystem of that business. I would love to, uh, I know I'll put you on the spot a little bit here. I've done this with several other guests. Uh, and I also, I kind of do it a little bit for you and also for all of our listeners as well. I, I like, like to try to stand in as a guinea pig or a proxy for the listener. Like if, if there, and I know there's nothing that we could do in a five minute period that's going to be a complete personal brand development, but just assuming that like that I was your, your, your your student for a moment like how would you how would you help me find and figure out like the first stages of developing my personal brand yeah well this is really cool that you're asking because i'm actually in a process right now of uh designing my what's called signature certified and i'm actually going to be teaching people entrepreneurs um, people in business, how to actually do this process for others. So I'm actually in right now in the very cool meta space of asking myself, okay, well, actually, how do I do what it is that I do? Right. And actually, how do I teach what it is that I do to others so that they can do what I do for others in their own very unique and special way. So I'm in the process of developing that right now. And I will say that what I do and what I, what I normally do for my clients, I actually either fly to them and spend two full days with them or they fly to me here in San Diego. And I spend two full days with them doing what we call essence extraction. And in essence extraction, it is going so deep. <laughs> like I feel like my work is like, I just want to know everything about them. So as much as I want to take you into the process, there's no way I would be able to do it for you in five minutes, Jared. There's just sure. no way. Because I want to get into the soul of who you are. And I will be totally honest, like a lot of my clients cry. A lot of my, a lot of my clients are brought to full tears because what I do for my clients is I am a full, what I like to call mirror or reflection of you. And I mirror back and I consistently ask questions. So my job, and I feel like I have the best job in the world. It's literally to be curious about who you are. And I know that sounds kind of meta and kind of uh, a little bit out there, but it's the deepest work that we can do is to understand ourselves at the deepest level of who we are, what we stand for. And there's like, I don't know necessarily how to explain this, but there is an imprint. There's like an imprint of who you are that I feel. And this can't happen through the mind. And this is where it's going to get really interesting in teaching people how to do this process because it's not done through the mind. It's done through the feelings, right? Like there's a unique way that I feel in your presence. And so if I can capture that quality of how I feel, how like there's, I can start to feel it as like 
tastes and sounds and textures and colors. And, um, and so what I do for two days is I go to their homes. I look at their art. I sit on their couches. I go to their favorite restaurants. I go to their company's offices. I get to feel the energy of the team. I get to meet the people on their team. I get to take the CEOs and, you know, speak with them for hours and hours. And it's a full literal two days of a deep dive into their whole world. <laughs> and if they come to me, then we, we still do it, but we'll do it, you know, at a, at, at a hotel together, a, you know, a space that we get to really drop in together. And this process is like getting to be in someone else's energy. Like, let me ask you this question. When somebody walks into a room and they're like super happy, ecstatic, uh, can, you can feel that, right? Sure. Like or when someone walks into a room and they're like, kind of reserved and kind of refined and in their own space, you feel that, right? Sure. So this whole work with the brand is like starting to like understand the expression of someone's, of the feeling of their energy. And so that is signature soul branding is getting to design, define and refine the energy of how people feel. Because when we can create that style of a brand that is actually the physical representation of the fullness of your energy, that projects out there into the marketplace as there's nothing to hide. There's nothing to... that. There's nothing false here. It's fully true and it's fully you, right? Like in this culture that we're in, we see a lot of cancel culture, right? Like we're constantly seeing like this cancel culture. And really where, where that comes in is because, you know, people are being called out for not being fully in integrity with their brand or with their message or with their word, right? So if we can actually design a brand that is fully in integrity with who they are, and I like to say, become the walking, living, breathing embodiment of your brand, when we can create that, then everything is fully out there for everybody to see. It creates that no like trust factor. It creates that immediate rapport um, because it's just authentic. Well, I wish this was a moment where we could be like, uh, pause the show and it's like two weeks later, <laughs> we come back with the, <laughs> the <Yes>. results. Um, <laughs> but given the compressed time frame, we might not be able to accomplish that. Um, uh, just continuing on with your story, I, I'm I'm interested in, in learning more about where you're at today and ultimately what's changed for you as a result of going down this path of, I know you were entrepreneurial before, but, uh, you know, you've really, really dove into, I guess, digital entrepreneurship. Yeah. And I'm going to continue to ride the wave of digital entrepreneurship for the rest of my existence, unless we go into virtual entrepreneurship. <laughs> and I'm down for that too. I'm just riding the wave of <laughs> you, right? So, um, yeah, as I said, I'm, I'm moving towards, uh, certifications and I also, am now contributing and collaborating with another really beautiful company called called Influx. And Influx is also a branding and website design company. They build, I guess we build iconic brands and world-class websites for some of the most epic entrepreneurs and influencers, I would say that's out there. And, uh, and so that's been really fun actually, is to get to now start to bring my gifts of this signature soul brand into branding agencies and companies um, and get to be in part of the internal experience there and get to upgrade the, the branding experience there because, because then we can really create a website, right? Like a full blown website. So I got, so now I get to work with designers and artists and teams to actually like take that essence, that expression of who you are and build it into these incredibly iconic world-class websites. So that's been a really fun collaboration and partnership that I've been a part of. Um, and then as, yeah, as I said, the certification is coming out soon, which I'm really excited about. Um, that's a whole nother level of getting to understand, you know, the process that I've been through in these past many years now is like, Ooh, how do I actually teach this? And how do I teach this to others to be able to do this? Because I feel like this, you know, I like to call it kind of a, you know, the movement, the revolution of like the signature soul brand. It is. Um, it's getting to give that to the world in a bigger way, right? Bringing the heart and soul back into business. 
So I'm just going to continue in the journey that I kind of always have been is just listening, right? I like to get really curious and, and keep listening to what's right in front of me and where my intuition is kind of leading me. And, and so that that's the, the current direction. So uh, in my mind right now, and I'll just be transparent about this on the internet, uh, <laughs> this podcast is right now I see this path of, you know, signature soul brand. And then there's the path of the signature certified. And then, so for those who want to get certified in the process, we'll get certified as signature soul brand certified leaders and coaches. Uh, then there's the path, obviously, of Influx, which I just talked about. So for those who you know want the experience done for them, they can go through the entire process and work with me very individually and work with my entire team to be able to develop the brand and the uh, website for them. And then there's, of course, the Femme Genius Path. And the Femme Genius Path is for those that, uh, for the women that desire to, yeah, really take this branding work and really bring it into a deeper level of embodiment in their business. And I like to call it kind of the business mystery school where you can kind of go, um, go on a path of really uh, of what it means to be a woman in business. So there's these different paths that are kind of spreading out from the main core path, which is signature soul brand. Well, for anyone out there that's listening, who is interested in potentially taking any of those paths, uh, where shall they go to find out more about you? Do you have socials that you want to share or a website that you want to send them to? Yes. So you can go towards the Femme Genius Path, which is femgeniusacademy.com. Uh, you can find me Femme Genius, that's F-E-M-M-E-G-E-N-I-U-S, either on Instagram or on Facebook. We have a beautiful Facebook group in on the Facebooks there. Or you can find us if you are a company or a industry icon or an industry influencer, someone, if you are on that particular path and you're wanting more of a done-for-you style of iconic brand and world-class website, you can find me over at Influx, which is I-N-F-L-U-E-X, Influx.com. Uh, and Influx stands for influence and expression because we believe that your greatest influence comes from your fullest expression. I love it. Well, we will, of course, have that in the show notes as well for all our listeners. Um, but before we go, just wanted to say a huge thank you to you, Carla, for taking the time out of your day to share your story with all of us. Thank you, Jared. Yeah, it's been such a pleasure getting to talk and uh, getting to share a little bit here and just... Yeah, and getting to talk about ourselves is always kind of fun, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, especially as someone like for someone like you who's always on the listening end, uh, it's probably good just to get a kind of a re <laughs> role reversal for a moment. Oh, yeah, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> Well, that is all we have for you this week. Thank you for taking the time to listen. We'd love it if you left us a review, especially if you leave us a comment on your favorite podcasting channel. Um, with that said, uh, we will look forward to seeing you next week on the Kajabi Edge podcast. <laughs>